the blackout, a spectacular crowd, a top 25 team in Waco, and the most humbling loss in the Dave Aranda era. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy, well, Monday, everybody, it's Monday. Uh, Drake Toll alongside Cameron Stewart. Both of us work for Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. Uh, thank you for making Locked on Baylor your first listen every single day. And not certainly not here to sugarcoat any of the game on Saturday, without a doubt. And ha, I do want to say, contrary to what you may have heard from Barstool Sikkim, this is not the lowest <laughs> point in program history. Some it's a good place saying, to start. Yeah, good place some, to start. Some were saying, and they are wrong. That's not, you know, not even the lowest point in the last decade, believe it or not. Um the, or the last two, three seasons. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, you would have to be born in, what, what do we say, January of 2020 to think that was the case. Pretty much. Um, this is, I'll, I'll say this, Cam, you wrote a great a great article too, a great column wow, for, inside the, for Inside the Bears. Again, you've been doing a lot of those recently. Um, oh. And I, I realized you said it's the most humbling loss of the Dave Aranda era, which I think is a great way to put that. Um, I, I do want to put, put it out there and say that, not scoring a touchdown in the game Saturday, in the game Saturday was a gamble. It was a risk. Um, yeah. Iowa has used yeah, that to some success this season, but it just didn't work out for Baylor. And and you gotta you gotta put into question um, who who made that call to not score a touchdown because it it didn't work in the end. Yeah, you know it's bold, and you know Baylor. We always say like you ruins bold in the fight song, but that was right. a little too bold. By the way, first time they have not scored a touchdown under Jeff Grimes' regime and first time in the uh, Shapen-Grimes combination that they've scored less than 20 points. So it's maybe not as all bad as we thought before this game, but this game, it was every bit as bad. Um, and I kind of joked after that first the interception on the first drive because uh-huh. Baylor was about to score and it ends up being a 10 or 14-point swing because K-State goes right down and scores the touchdown. I'm thinking, huh, I really hope that doesn't take them out of it the rest of the game, knowing there's 50 minutes left. No way that's going to happen. And it looked like that is exactly what happened. Like they just had no rhythm on either side of the ball at any point in the game. The only time they moved the ball after that were in prevent defenses. That field goal before the half, um, Kansas State is playing very soft, just keeping everything in front of them. And... Uh, Baylor can only muster a field goal out of it. So it's bad. Blake Shapin did not look good at all. And to be fair, I guess his receivers didn't look good at all either. Um, There were a couple of plays where he's rolling out and trying to make something happen and nobody is open. And so it's not totally unshapen, but by no means was he good uh, Saturday night. And uh, good news is, Drake, this is not the lowest point in Baylor's history. No, no. It doesn't. It's the end of the, the title defense. Almost certainly, but it Almost. doesn't feel like the end of something. Like, yeah, this season isn't what we wanted it to be. Go into a bowl game. You're still in good shape going forward, but this was really, really bad. Really Your, bad. Today's middle segment is not going to be Baylor can still make the Big 12 championship, which they can, can. by the way. It's certainly possible. <laughs> and in this Big 12, it shouldn't be as possible as it is. Granted, Baylor wins the next two games. Kansas State loses the next two games, and they're in. They're in, and that's not going to happen. Simple as that. But it's wild that that's like that that few amount of steps at this point in the season that it's still right there. Eight and four Baylor. 
the the offense was uh, not great. Just to put it, I'll throw that out there. If you'd like to, if you'd like to, uh, again, no touchdowns. Bold. I think. Good question here. So last week going into the Oklahoma Dick Reese, mm-hmm. um, who had, had oh, three touchdowns play for the week before, was ninety yards away yeah. from setting the uh, or ninety one from setting the new freshman single season record. Yeah. He is still a good amount away. I mm-hmm. don't know if he's going to break that record all of a sudden, which is crazy. He's yeah. still like. 60, 50 yards away, probably. That's just ballparking it off the top of my head. He had four yards against Oklahoma. So, who knows? Who knows? That record was about to be written in stone. What happened? Kind of shows you what it's been like. What happened in in the game on Saturday, from from my perspective? Kansas State Baylored Baylor. I I, I turned to you at one point and said they are Baylor-ing Baylor because first possession for Kansas State is we're going to gain five yards of play. Baylor had a bold strategy again. Again, the no-score touchdown thing, that that is in its own category. The other bold strategy was let's guard everyone except Deuce Vaughn and just just see what happens. Or that tight end. Number 34, the fullback, lined up at wideout. Who is right. just catching every every ball? Seven so those two guys we won't guard. Everybody else we'll try to we'll really try to you know put an emphasis on that. That was a strong that was a strong call too. Yeah, Malik did, Knowles that, did not have a big game. So no, he didn't. And you had on that. And if you granted, I think you're also right that if Shapen doesn't throw that interception, you've got a and you score a touchdown there, then probably the trajectory of the game's a lot different. But immediately with that possession going as poorly as it did. Baylor was almost like they were forced into, oh, we can't run the ball like we wanted to anymore. We can't just yeah. ground and pound with Dick Reese. This yeah. offense, if it gets down by 10 points, the way that Baylor wants to operate the game and control the clock, they are going to lose. Because once you got to start throwing the football, you can't really do that. Blake Shapen now is, he was 22 for 38. He threw the ball 38 times on Saturday. 38 times. Had two interceptions in the game as well. Um, and his stats this season now, 2,100 yards, 13 touchdowns, eight interceptions in the middle segment. We'll do the whole Blake shape and conversation, but that like every time he threw the ball and then the ones that he did throw, well, the receivers were like, I don't feel thanked. I'm not catching this. (laughs) It, it couldn't have looked worse offensively in every fast. Like there's no positive takeaway. Well, I'm, I said this in the column. That's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but actually very true. It really did look like 2020. That looked like yeah. Larry Fedora's offense with that Charlie Brewer at quarterback and nobody getting open. It's it's exactly what it looked like, and you just had no confidence at all when he was dropping back there. And like you said, they were down 10 fairly early, though. I mean, they, it seemed like they abandoned yeah. the game plan. I don't know if it was the game plan this week because we didn't get to really see it, but it was the last two weeks of – we really got to establish the run here. Like pass unless don't pass unless it's third and five or more kind of establishing the run. And they just totally went away from that. And we're behind the chains all night. And I I know it's a cliche, but I knew going into this game with, with the way these two teams operate, it was like, whoever jumps out first is going to be at a huge advantage because of how both, both these teams like to hold the ball for more than half the game. If they can, and they've had success doing that this year. Kansas State held the ball for 37 minutes. 37 minutes. You're not going to lose a lot of games holding the ball for 37 minutes. No. And the Although second- I, did, I did have an argument, a minor argument on Facebook yesterday, Sunday, of uh, someone saying, well, you know, I mean, this Baylor team has scored plenty of times and had less than one-minute scoring drives plenty of times this year. 
And I got fired up, Drake. And I went back in every game log. Uh-huh. By many, he meant two. They've had oh. two scoring drives of less than one minute this whole year. Yeah. One against the Power Five. Both of them off fumbles inside the opponent's 30, of course, but two drives. So don't tell me that this is the Art Bryles offense. Uh, you're yeah. brain dead to think that. And once they fell behind, it was a lo- it's a longer road than most teams because they're, like you said, they're just not built for it. You can't, uh, with a with a quarterback as inaccurate as Blake has been the last couple yeah. of weeks and as prone yes. to the turnover, you cannot sit back and throw it every time. No. If, you've got a, if you've got a quarterback, you know, never like to play from behind, but if you've got a guy who's accurate and receivers that can get open, yes, you are built for that. Baylor's not. Uh, and I will say it again, Will Howard is my greatest nightmare. There are snakes, spiders, and then Will Howard because the second he comes in the game, you know Ron Roberts turned around and went, damn. All he we does is blow teams out, man. We're not ready for that. I mean, all yeah. week. Stop Adrian Martinez. Stop the run. Stop the run. Stop the run. Will Howard comes in throwing dots immediately. I like to picture Adrian Martinez on the sideline in a helmet like three minutes after he got hurt, throwing a ball like, Coach, man, it's just a stinger. I'm good to go. And Kleiman being like, ah, oh, Adrian, Adrian, you're fragile, man. Let, let's take a second and sit you down. Let, let's make sure you're okay before we make you any know I think we got this one, Adrian. Yeah. I think we're good. I think it's okay. That oh, is, um, I, mentioned, I mentioned how, you know, what is this like a David and Bathsheba's husband situation? You know, if, you, if you're a Bible historian, you know that he sent Bathsheba's right. husband into the middle of, you know, war to die. But Chris Kleiman's like, Adrian, man. What if you ran the ball this play right into a defender? Just don't even slide. Maybe twist your ankle a little bit. Maybe. Just maybe. And then For you more modern there. folks, I use the money ball thing where uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, a.k.a. Art Howe, wants to keep playing Carlos Pena, and Billy Bean wants to play Hatterberg, and so he just trades Pena. It's just like, you know what? You can't play Adrian Martinez because I'm going to hurt him. I'm going to send him out on the front line. Uh, I'm sending him into this QB sneak into Siaki Ika. Vaguely, like the first three plays in the second half, Blake Shapin's just mauled by a linebacker. <laughs> like, who drew that play up? What are we doing That's here? Sure. Um, Cam, I want to get into the Blake, Cap- Blake Shapin conversation, the capersation, if you will. Um, and it's it's not going to be a good one for if you are a Shapin family member. Please, <laughs> this is this this is your cue. It's been fun. Um, speaking of fun, Cam's not going anywhere because this is. I mean, there are a lot. There's a lot to talk about on this topic, but first, fun things include upside. Uh, right now, if you like to save money, upside's the way to do it. I I realized that inflation thing's not cool. I go to Fuego. Fuego's right by my house, right here. I'm looking out to my window. There's Fuego right there. I went to Fuego for lunch a couple days ago. Got a salad, fourteen dollars. Fourteen dollars. You should be like nine bucks. It's fourteen dollars. Inflation's got me. But thanks to Upside, I get money back on every purchase, specifically at restaurants, which is where I use it the most. Grocery store too is great. To get started, download the Upside app. Use promo code Locked and get five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of ten or more. Claim an offer for. Whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at that business, pay as usual, and you get paid. Compare that to credit reward loyalty programs, and you can earn three times as much money with Upside. And every week, users earn over a million dollars, and that's why I have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free, up- free Upside app. Use promo code LOCKED to get five or more in cash back for your first purchase of 10 or more. $5 for free with 10 or more using promo code LOCKED at Upside. So... <clears throat> 
here's the interesting thing to me, the most interesting thing about this whole Blake Shapin thing. Shapin was really, really bad on Saturday. There have been some games where you leave thinking, really bad. Other games you leave thinking, he's the best, best guy at handing the ball off in America. That guy's handoffs are great. And then other games you think, Shapin, he filled the role, made passes when he needed to on third down, good. This game was just bad. Here's why I don't think Baylor made a change and they won't make a change. You literally cut Gary Bohannon out of the program for a guy a couple years younger, said goodbye to Gary, who took you to a sugar bowl, and took a risk on Blake Shapin that has not paid off. And pulling Shapin for drones wholly admits that. And that is not a good look. The optics on that are not very good. I love Gary. But do you really think Baylor would be in a better spot right now if they had Gary Bohannon at quarterback? They'd have, they'd have less turnovers. 100%. They'd have less turn. They'd have a mobile quarterback. Gary was throwing, no. was slinging it a little free and loose at the end of the season last year. And I look, I, I want to I want to clarify here. I, I don't like that question you asked me right there. I want to clarify okay. this. I'm not even saying that Gary Bohannon necessarily would have been better than Blake Shapin or they made the wrong decision. I'm not even saying that. At this point, it is just a simple fact of they cannot bench Blake Shapin. Otherwise, they're admitting like for an ego thing you're saying even just like a you took a whole person like a real human being gary bohannon who spent three years at baylor and said yeah see you later and now you're benching the guy who you said see you later for that's tough that's not good but look i mean they're in the business of winning games Dave Aranda cut Larry Fedora right loose after one that year. Was quick. He was it like, was quick. this is not working. He's a person too. And, I, you know, I just, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Will so it happen? Why is Blake Shapin still out there? Why is Blake Shapin still out there? I don't know. He stuck with Charlie Brewer the whole year in 2020 as well. Who else is going to play in 2020? Out, everyone was calling for Zeno in 2020. It was Zeno. And it turned out Zeno wasn't very good. And so yeah. they made probably made the right decision there. It was, you know swings and rotaries they were going to suck anyway but i i'm not I, I don't know maybe kyron jones isn't ready to start a game yet i'm not sure he's Probably looked not. good in the flashes that we've seen yeah but then again zeno did the same thing and so i've learned from that because i was calling for zeno every game in 2020 i was calling for it oh. so i have learned my lesson maybe they do know a little bit more about us or than us or about us they're pretty smart um i just they didn't know she it's, was knowledgeable about football. They didn't know. It's tougher in the 2020 sense because, again, loved what Charlie did for the program, but he sucked every game. They sucked every game. Blake's had some good games. Fedora and, also had and, Charlie throwing the ball 55 times a game. I will throw that out there as well. Fedora was a big problem. Right, right. And clearly there is an identity to this team. And in the games that they've lost, they just haven't, gotten in the right situation to get Absolutely. there. Am I, yes. am I saying that right to, to sound right? They they want the RVO. They got into mm-hmm. the RVO every game last year. And for the most part, obviously, overwhelmingly, it worked, even when they were behind in some games. Yes. But this year, it's, it's you know, they started. We didn't know if they were going RVO again. Mm-hmm. And then they went really balanced for a couple of weeks there to mixed results. RVO the last couple of weeks got three wins in a row. Didn't feel like they were in their comfort zone last night either. So I'm again, I'm wondering hmm, maybe what is the offensive identity? Yes. And so, yes. so that's why I think maybe they do stick with the guy who is a little bit more experienced. I know he hasn't played a full season yet, but it's it's also tough to throw Kyron Jones in there. I think. 
Now, if they give him a shot, am I going to be like pissed off? No, I just don't think it's going to happen. I I will reason with you here. The RVO is great, except for when you're down by ten, basically. And that, right. that that's been the issue. Right. It's not necessarily this wouldn't work. Had they had they scored on that possession where Shapen throws the interception, you're in a much better spot to start running the football and trying to take back control of the clock. I'll say this: I just I'm at my desk. This right here is a picture of me and my old roommate Caleb. That's me and my old roommate, Caleb. Caleb really played football at Pleasant Grove. Uh, actually won a state championship at PG against Gilmer. They don't win a lot of titles at Gilmer. Um, I would have rather had Caleb at quarterback than Blake Shapin on Saturday. He never played quarterback, by the way. Um, I don't think he ever. Ring. Yes. But I like damn good at handing the ball off. Really good. It is good crazy at that. that this is this is the same guy who started 17 for 17 in the Big, in the Big 12 championship. championship game. And and Oklahoma State was not only a great defense, but they had some film on him. This was not his first appearance. And it, yes. he wasn't chucking it 20 yards down the field. Had a start time, the week but prior. It was a good offense. Right. It was it was the same quarterback, too, that against dunk. Against Albany, we were like, yeah, I mean, not everything was great, but Shapin was. He's yeah, the truth. almost perfect. And the thinking, answer. Thinking he could be a first-team Big 12 quarterback. And now it's not even like it's it, you couple some bad decisions with when he makes the right decision, it's a bad throw. And when he makes a good throw, the receivers don't catch it. There's just not a lot of good things here, which does make me think you put Kyron Drones in, what's going to change? Probably, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys, probably not much. Probably not much. Let's just be completely real here. I don't think yeah. putting Kyron Drones into the Kansas State game, Baylor would come back and win the game. I just don't see that happening. However, what's the definition of insanity? You keep trying the same thing, expecting different results. Yeah. And Are you, what did, uh, sorry, what, go ahead. Go ahead. No, and what did Baylor do? They kept doing the same kept thing. Like same. third down and eight, let's do, they pulled the whole like, ah, let's run it off right tackle with Blake Shapin and see what happens. Kid just gets walloped. All right. <laughs> Um, so are you now in the mindset of like, how will it hurt if we just play Kyron Jones the next kind two games? Of, kind of. Because I can buy that. I, I at again, this point, at this point, it's a crazy, they're still in it. But to yeah. me, what's the difference between eight and four and six and six? Really? You know what? Patricia kind of had a point here. I'm not going to lie to you. There are <laughs> Maybe some things, we are the dummies. Maybe she there, has been right the whole time. There are some things in those tweets that I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know, she somehow ended up backdoor oh, covering daddy. her way into being correct. Um, and so, <laughs> last but not least, before we get to Dave Aranda, uh, a pretty blunt Dave Aranda, by the way. He was... Yeah, he was got some good quotes in there. Uh, um, before we get to Dave, I do want to put this out here. I'm not taking – I know there are coaches that listen to this show and big fans and everybody. I don't want to take away the fact that Baylor won the last three games against Texas Tech and Oklahoma and Kansas. I don't want to take away the fact that Baylor had a lot of bright spots. I do want to bring up the fact Texas Tech, Kansas, and Oklahoma are kind of bad football teams. I don't know if we really considered that. Yeah, we that. learned some more this week. We didn't consider that in the moment, but they are kind of bad at football. So I, I thought about that watching Oklahoma's brain-dead offense yesterday and being like, Oof, you know what? <laughs> we let this team go 10 for 15 on third down. And then Kansas State went 8 for 13 on third down right. last night. And still there are people asking why with basically 16 minutes left in the game and down three touchdowns, why Baylor's going for it so deep in their own territory. I'm like, they don't trust the defense. They're down three touchdowns. Of course they're going for it. It's wild. They're inside <laughs> their own 20. But of course, I mean, what are you going to do? Punt it and watch them go down the field again? 
And also, I love I love people that are like, yeah, put Kyron Jones in the game, but he still doesn't play linebacker. Well, yeah, well, the offense only has three points, too. (laughs) This isn't like a... Both both are bad. Not mutually inclusive. You mentioned it a little bit in your open, but one final point we got to get to here. The people banging the drum of the blackout being the bad luck and the reason why. When are we going to kill the blackout? Yeah, that was it. That's what did it. Students (laughs) were black. Dude, you have a a legitimately packed house. The students were awesome on Saturday. Got to give it to them. They were awesome. First thing Dave said was the crowd. They really didn't leave until that last touchdown, and I was—I couldn't have blamed them if they had left ten minutes before yeah. that. To be honest with you, um, but they were great, and it looked awesome. Your team wasn't ready to play. That is not the fans' fault, you know. This Somehow. one is not the fans' fault. Yeah, it, it always comes. Back. That's that's such a toxic thing about Baylor, and I guess I shouldn't be talking because there are weeks where I get on here and, and bash our fan base a little bit. But there's—it's always something. It's always something. It can't be that the team had a bad day. It has to be the blackout. It was and, the blackout's and fault. And, and, the, and the atmosphere, right? right? It's like, no. We but can never do blackout side, again. But then by that flip side, there are going to be so many people who are pissed off by us honing in on how bad the team was in a 31-3 loss. So you can't win. You can't win. It's not LSU where they're putting like death threats on your door as a coach, but it just sucks. Yeah. It was not the fans' fault. I would do a blackout again next week if it got the same steam. We're way over time. And that, and that, and that we and, should say blackout getting, next week. Yeah, and getting to Dave Arena. We should do a blackout next week, every week. If it, if it gets him to show up, True. it's not the reason to lost. Do it until right. it. Um, it works. All right. Uh, before we get to Dave Aranda, I need to tell you guys about Nissan. And the Nissan thrilling moment of the game from Saturday. <laughs> I, did, I just don't have one. I don't, I like, the Nissan thrilling moment of the game. Every week it's been Dick Reese, it's been something. John Mayer's kicked that field goal if you want that to be it. I'd say today's thrilling moment of the game is you guys meeting my roommate Caleb. He's going to be really excited about that. Um, that is the Nissan thrilling moment of the game because Caleb's a good dude. And if you guys don't know him, you should know him. Great guy. Uh, loves to hunt, has a ranch out in Kaufman. Um, so that's the Nissan thrilling moment of Baylor's 31 to 3 home loss. And the crowd, I guess, was thrilling. Speaking of thrilling things, <clears throat> new designs at Nissan, like the Armada Pathfinder Frontier, available at NissanUSA.com. But check them out at NissanUSA.com. Dave Aranda, what do you got? All right. It's good to see you guys. The you know, results uh, tonight are disappointing and frustrating. Uh, give a lot of credit to Coach Kleiman and Kansas State. I thought they played physical, they executed. Um, I thought they were they were really on point tonight. And then, yeah, I wanted to say um, how appreciative um, I am, we are, to the crowd that showed up tonight. I know, you know, um, chilly night and all that, and and it was a, it was a big crowd, and so. It's, you know, to have that and to be able to play in front of that is not lost on us. I just am um, disappointed and, and frustrated like you all just with our execution. And so a um, whole lot to, uh, to learn from and improve on. And um, our aim is to do that, you know. I think with this team, I, you know, every, 
every day of every week of every month has been a constant push and pull and really tug of war to get our best selves to kind of show up. And so, you know, it continues on. And it's a good fight to have because there's so much potential there and so much, um, you know, there's a greatness there that's, that likes to kind of stay hidden. And you really have to work to kind of get it, um, get it brave enough to show up. And so we're, we're aiming to do that and still a lot to play for with these next two games. So take any questions you guys got. Dave, when Will Howard came in there, he seemed to give them a real boost. Uh, was that just a big difference going against him, uh, just the way he plays? I appreciate that. Yeah, there's the, you know, the, the attack is different when he's in there. You know, if it was a second and long um, and he wasn't in there, it'd probably be a run. If it was a second and long, he's in there, it'd probably a pass. And then the types of passes, too. And so there's some adjustments in, in that. And, you, and I, I give credit to them just for their execution, you know. I think when we look at the film uh, tonight and tomorrow and all of it, we're going to see a lot of um, uh, misalignments and everything by us. And so a fair amount of self-inflicted wounds by us, but not to take away from, uh, from their part of it. I thought they did a great job. Dave, uh, Dylan mentioned how the Big 12 title, that being on the line tonight, was something that guys were, were focused on or, or maybe too much. Do you feel like that crept into, into the guys too much so this week? I'm sure it did. You know, I appreciate that question, I think. And that's, you know, was not a focus of ours and just not a, um, an emphasis. And I think the, if, if it did, which I, wouldn't, I, I w would believe that it did, it would be on par with, um, you know, this year. And so that goes back to the tug of war and the push and pull and just all of it. And so we will continue. Dave, obviously losses like that are hard, but what did you go into the locker room and tell them whenever you guys got inside? I appreciate that. I still believe in them. And that, um, you know, things like this hurt. Um, and that um, there's a lot to learn and grow from this. I think that we're still fighting to get out of our own way. And, um, you know, I think, you know, you look at just what goes into a game and what goes into a win. And starting on Monday throughout, Monday through maybe a Thursday or a Friday practice week. And I thought there's a lot of, a lot of good things there in this particular one. You could even say might have been our best week of just uh, energy and effort and speeds and just all of it. I think the the thing to really kind of and I don't have the, all the answers with it now, but to really kind of uh, look at the headspace in the hotel from Friday night to you know to this, I think is where uh, we really have to improve. Per the you know the the question prior. Dave, it felt like a couple of your most successful offensive drives came when you guys went up-tempo. Was there – do you wish you would have gone to that more today or done something else to kind of change things up and, and get some kind of spark? Appreciate that. Yeah, I, I thought that, you know, there was some good momentum to start the game with our drive and until, you know, they were able to make a play on us to take the ball away. And, you know, I just think in, in the past we've been hit like that and punch like that, maybe take something on the chin and we kind of get down on a knee and we kind of come back. And um, that did not happen, you know, tonight. 
as hard as it is to say that, I did not. And so that's, um, that is something that way needs to be addressed and um, needs to be kind of owned so that we can get up next time. You know, you look ahead and we're going to take some punches for sure. And so to, um, to be our best requires, you know, a rise. We're aiming to do that. Coach, what would you consider an appropriate response from your team to this loss? I think playing with an energy that says when the game starts that I want to be here, that this is nowhere else I'd rather be. I think playing with an edge in the game, you know, regardless of the outcome or the result, that, um, you know, I'm going to out-hit you next time or um, I, my level of violence is only going to rise regardless of you know, score or outcome, and then, you know, that I'm going to do my 111th, that there's an execution and that there's a, there's a trust in my teammates, you know, to my left and right, that I can do my job in a violent manner and they can do theirs. And I think that's what it's been from the beginning, and we're still fighting for that. That was Dave Aranda. Uh, I'm Drake Toll. It's Cameron Stewart. He was blunt, man. He told him what's up. this year. On par for this year. On God par bless, this year. Dave. Tell them what's up. Ah, uh, come come back tomorrow. We'll be doing. We'll be doing. Uh, well, today's basketball game day, which is good. It's basketball season, everybody. In case you're wondering, Northern Colorado. We'll break that down tomorrow. The Northern Colorado game, and we'll talk more about the quarterback battle because I have to. This has been always will be locked on. Thank you for making your first listen every single day, Baylor.